Welcome back, Upskill listeners, to episode two out of a three-part interview series with Dixon Tang. I hope you're enjoying this interview series. And if you are, please subscribe and support the Upskill podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. Dixon Tang is a keynote speaker, author, facilitator, who helps people and organizations get creative towards the future of work and business. His best-selling book, Leadership for Future of Work, Nine Ways to Build Career Edge Over Robots with Human Creativity, was featured in media such as Forbes, Irish Tech News, and Money FM 89.3. Dixon works with professionals from Cartier, Citic Telecom, JVC Kenwood, Novartis, Rakuten, and many more. So why does Dixon care so much about creativity and the future? Well, because the future needs creativity, but traditional schools don't teach creativity, and there's a huge gap to be filled. People call Dixon an ideas person. He loves to share ideas. And to find out more about Dixon, check out his website, www.dixontang.me, or subscribe to his channel on YouTube, Dixon Tang. In episode two, we covered a lot. Episode two is split into two parts, part one and part two. And the first part really covers his three I model. So follow this part to understand in detail what his three I model is about. Then we covered two concerns HR leaders need to face when it comes to implementing creativity. Also, we covered how to give your staff, your employees, your workforce, the opportunity to fail, test their ideas, and also learn at work by exercising and practicing their creativity. Then we talked about the trends in the changing organizational structures and its impact on creativity, as well as the important role of culture. Then we also discussed the common themes of resistance and the pushback that leaders need to be expecting in creating more creative working environments, online and offline. Finally, we round up this podcast episode two with how to develop human capital, and there's much more too. Enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Upskill podcast. We're on episode two with Dixon. So welcome back, Dixon, to the Upskill podcast. Nice to see you again. Hey, hi, Dave. How are you doing? Uh, good to be back here. How are you? It, it's, yeah, very good. Thank you very much. And it's, it's great to have you back again. Um, I've been watching the engagement on LinkedIn, and uh, I, I think the listeners are really enjoying the podcast uh, so far. Um, if, if anyone hasn't listen to the first episode just yet, uh, please do so because it's absolutely uh, uh, awesome to listen to. I really enjoyed listening to it. Um, uh, But now we're we're on episode two, aren't we? Um, And uh, I'm really excited to to kick off uh, the second episode with you, Dixon, um, to talk about infrastructure. And um, uh, as the listeners may or may not know, um, you came out uh, with a book recently. Maybe you want to just uh, lead with that, uh, first of all, Dixon? Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, 
uh, Dixon here. Uh, great to be on this show. So let me um, just quickly introduce myself. Um, I'm Dixon. I'm based in Singapore. And this is my book, uh, Leadership for Future of Work, Nine Ways to Build Career Edge Over Robots with Human Creativity. And um, in, in this book, uh, basically, I talk about how you can upskill yourself um, and prepare yourself for the future of work. Um, using creativity. That means how to upskill yourself uh, with creativity. And in this book, um, I talk about a three I model, um, yeah. which include individual mindset, infrastructure, yeah. and ideas. So today, uh, I think we are going to talk more about infrastructure, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. We covered um, uh, the mindset part in episode one, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. And um, yeah, um, if listeners are curious to, to follow this conversation on LinkedIn, then I think we had some hashtags, didn't we, Dixon? We had hashtag future of work. Any other hashtags you would recommend um, the audience to follow on LinkedIn? Oh, okay. Yes, I, um, I would recommend um, two hashtags. One yeah. hashtag is called creative human capital. Right? Oh, right. Yeah. Hashtag creative human capital yeah. um, the other one is uh, future ready creativity right? future ready creativity so um, so I share a lot of content along these two hashtag and I'm yeah. sure your audience will be able to find out uh, quite easily now if all fail then never mind <laughs> just use this hashtag called hashtag Dixon Tang right? oh great yeah hashtag awesome D-I-C-K-S-O-N-T-A-N-G yeah. so you yeah, I <laughs> I have been using it and I recommend all people in HR, um, CEOs, CIOs. Um, if, if you have a C in your title, then, <laughs> then uh, follow yeah, check Dixon, out. check out his YouTube channel. So let's dive into uh, infrastructure. Um, you talked about the three I model. Could you tell us more about this model? Oh, okay. Uh, so basically, um, if you want to develop your creativity, Mm -hmm. um, it is not a complicated process. Uh, you, mm -hmm. you can focus on three things. Uh, the first thing you need to focus on is the individual mindset. That means you need yeah. to uh, build a creative individual mindset. Mm -hmm. um, secondly, you need to build a creative infrastructure, uh, meaning that you need to be open-minded and creative in terms of the way you do things. Mm -hmm. And number three is about creative ideas, right? You need to be very mm. comfortable working with ideas, right? So this is the gist of this uh, 3i model. And mm -hmm. today uh, we are going to talk about specifically about this uh, infrastructure. So yeah. what does that mean by saying infrastructure, right? Infrastructure yeah. means the way we do things, right? Infrastructure means right, the way we do things. Now in the office environment or in the workplace environment, right? That means like, mm the processes uh, we need to follow, the team structure, the shared organization value, mm -hmm. uh, the culture and everything. All this will, will be shaping up right, the, the infrastructure. Right? All this will affect right, the way we do things right, in the organization. Yeah. So, so today uh, in this episode, I think we can, yeah, I'm happy to talk to you more about right, how you can be creative right, in the infrastructure. That means how you can be creative in the way you do things. 
Right, and, and, and so uh, from whose perspective uh, will this benefit the most, uh, in, in your opinion, um, people in the organization? Are you talking about everybody? Um, could you tell us a, a little bit more about that? Oh, okay, sure. I, yeah. I would say um, creativity is everybody's business. Uh, it's yeah. everyone's responsibility um, to right. upskill towards the future with creativity. But mm -hmm. of course, if you're talking about the organizational setting, um, <laughs> I think the senior management, the senior leadership team, the CEO, COO, HR director, operation right. director, they have a deeper responsibility because they are responsible yeah of like driving the culture, uh, mapping out the work processes, right? looking at the organization structure, right? So I think they, they need to pay more attention um, here because yes. whatever they do, right, will have a huge impact right, on their organization. Totally, and that's why this is so valuable, not just to people in senior leadership, but people in working in the company itself um, you know, to share, you know, like a podcast like we're doing to share with senior management um, and uh, to, you know, to discuss creativity because we, we do need to, we do need to, there's a lot of change coming, isn't there? There's, there's a huge yeah. trans transformation um, uh, taking place at the moment, isn't, isn't there, Dixon? Yeah, exactly. So um, traditionally, our organization are very much of hierarchy, right? So you have a yeah. senior, senior leader, you have different layers. Yes. But increasingly layers, the organization, yeah. right, is getting flatter, right? So flatter, that's right, uh, yeah. So that is a big organizational change. And in this situation, right, your leadership style, the way you lead the company, the way you lead the team, right, mm -hmm. also uh, also need to change. And that's why, yes. right, the way mm. you do things in the organization, right, need to be changed. That's very interesting. And I think because we are both based in, in, in I, was, I was going to say Vietnam, but you're based in Singapore, I'm based in Vietnam. Yes. Um, you know, there are huge, for a long time in the West, you know, we've had um, very flat structures. Um, a lot of startup companies in many industries are, have adopted flat structures, bottom, bottom up teams for many, many years now. And do you see um, that inevitably taking place in, in Asia? Is that something that has to happen anyway uh, in organizations in Asia? Oh, I think um, in Asia, uh -huh. uh, we, are, we are adapting fast. We are yeah. catching up fast. So traditionally, um, the organization structure in Asia is pretty much of hierarchy, right? So you have like different layers, like okay. you uh, report to one layer, the, then right. the next layer report to another layer. Uh, so tr traditionally, um, the organization structure in Asia are pretty mm -hmm, much mm -hmm. uh, hierarchical. But we are seeing uh, things are changing because mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. of the advancement of the technology. Um, yes. The, um, the the way of doing things right, is uh, starting to be different. So I, I think in Asia we are adapting we are adapting fast, uh, but traditionally right, we are still gr growing up in a hierarchical environment. Right. So that's why uh, when it comes to infrastructure, um, yes, you need to um, you need to make some changes. Right. So specifically, yeah. right, I, mm -hmm. I can see there are two mm -hmm. um, two things uh, that. Mm -hmm could be um, of concern right, in, in right. Asia. Two um, concerns, yeah. Yeah, two concerns. And concern number one is uh, mm -hmm. traditionally Asian 
people think that right work is a serious business right that means mm. working is serious okay right. so when you go to office to work right you're not <laughs> supposed to have fun okay so that is uh, that's one of the key don't concepts. have fun if anyone's listening to this podcast don't have fun no no just kidding (laughs) (laughs) this is one of the concerns because traditionally Asian culture is that work means serious right work means so um, you should not have uh, fun you should not play right when you are when you are in the workplace right so that's concern number one concern number two is um, in Asia traditionally we don't want to fail right we don't want to lose faith uh, because mm. in, in asian context so we don't want to take risks right? so this is another an, another concern okay so to recap right what are the two concerns i'm seeing in asia right now is number one concern number one is people mm-hmm. think that right work is serious right mm. work is not play and concern number two is um people don't want to try, don't want to fail, right? Because um, they are afraid of failure. Okay. Now, actually, in the journey towards the future of work, right, these two concerns, Mm -hmm. right, need to be addressed immediately uh, because these concerns are actually holding the Asian organization back. Okay. So, towards the future of work, okay, we need to embrace, Mm -hmm. number one, uh, uh, work can be fun right? work can be fun or, or play can be relevant right? so th- that means we need to inst- instill this like uh, okay work is fun and we need to uh, so-called instill this like playful culture right what does that mean right that means mm. you need to encourage right, your your employee your team member to have some fun right? to have some activities uh, to do um, something not the formal way but do it in the informal way right? so that um, ideas will come up more easily. Right? So that's number one. Yeah. Uh, number two is you need to also uh, install this culture of like a failure is good. Right? Failure is good. Right? You need to dare to try. Right? Dare to experiment. Mm. That's um, a tough one. That's a difficult a one, one to crack. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we, we have to. We have to because uh, increasingly the future is of unknown. Right. It is. Uh, yeah. There's no so-called standard operating procedure to guide you to the future. Right. So you need mm-hmm. to always try new ideas, right? Try it, fail, never mind, right? You learn and then you try, right? Because if you don't try, you don't fail, you don't learn, right? Let me repeat, right? If you don't try, you don't fail, you don't learn. So that's why um, if you are senior leaders in organization in Asia, you need to uh, encourage people, right? To to take risks, right? To try to, to embrace failure, basically. Yeah, I think that's really interesting uh, what you're talking about here. First of all, work can be fun. And we don't mean, let's just, for the listener's benefit, we don't mean that you go to work and you start cracking jokes uh, to your colleagues or you start, you know, like playing guitar or playing piano and start, you know, karaoke in the middle of the office, right? We're not talking about that kind of fun, just in case. (laughs) I I just want to make sure that no listeners go and, you know. Yeah, yeah, we we, we are talking about Having fun means having fun means like you you loosen up your policy you you make make it flexible you make yeah. your work policy more um, more suitable to the to the employee uh, yeah. encourage your employee to share ideas so right yeah so so what could be fun yes and you talked about informal versus formal there's a lot of formal meetings and situations where people just feel that stress you know that like they they don't even they can't relax you know and so. 
um, you touched on that in the previous episode. And failure is good. I really like I like what you said about failure is good. However, there do there do need to be some caveats to that, don't there? What what kind of caveats uh, would you would you put on failure is good? Because we don't want to give the impression to people in organisations that um, they should only fail, <laughs> right? Uh, because maybe maybe some listeners said, oh, okay, then I'll just go to work and I'll just keep failing and it's okay, I can get away with anything. Oh, okay, so I think in the right. organization context, <laughs> uh, talking about this like uh, embrace, embracing failure. Uh, so what mm. you can do is if you're an organization leader, you can encourage your staff right, to take risks. So what you can do is you can break a, a big project into a smaller project, mm. uh, give f full freedom, empowerment uh, to this particular team member, uh, let mm -hmm. he or she uh, play around with it. Right? If it really fail, uh, yeah. never mind, right? Because um, nice. it's still like a controllable risk. So I would suggest that you start small. Um, yeah. Give them a small project. Let them try. Let them experiment. Okay. So that is a uh, point number one. And also point number two is it's not just about like getting them to fail right? and that's it, right? Uh, if they fail, the experiment they fail. Uh, ask them right to summarize what are the learnings. Right? What are the learnings? Mm. Right? So that the learning will be transferable to other team members or to the subsequent cohorts. Right? So, so I would say, uh, number one, right? make it a smaller scale, like a experiment, small, trial small. Number mm -hmm. two, um, um, try to get some learning out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's fantastic. I, I, I hope everyone was keeping note here um, on, on those points. I, I'm writing it all down myself. Um, super stuff, uh, Dixon. Uh, let's 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 move on a little bit more. Um, so, um, one of my questions I noted down for you was: What role do work teams, both interdisciplinary and non-interdisciplinary, non as well as organizational culture, have to do with it? I, I think we touched on it, but um, oh, sure. Yeah. Um, Thanks. Um, great, great question. Um, what we are seeing in the organization uh, trends right now uh, mm -hmm. are, are two things. Um, number one is um, increasingly the management style uh, will be more like a team-based team -based management style, right? Mm. So that means in the past, right, it could be the CEO or the head of the department will dictate yes. right, who is doing what. But, uh, but now we are seeing that, right, the, the management yeah. will be more shifted to the team-based. Right? So it's more like a team-based management, right? Rather than uh, yeah. like leader-centric management, right? So this That's is- That's uh, true, I, I, absolutely. Exactly, and I, and I do, I'm aware of a lot of people, managers interested in becoming coaches, learning how to ask powerful questions and exactly. write. Yeah, it really is a big trend taking place. Yeah, yeah. that's the trend number one. Uh, and also mm -hmm. trend number two is um, increasingly there will be a lot of like a cross-functional collaboration, a cross-functional right. teamwork. Mm -hmm. So what mm -hmm. does that mean is, that means, right, um, traditionally, right, if you're finance, you only work with finance people. If you're HR, you exactly. only work with HR people. If you are the um, logistic people, you only need to work with the logistic people. But nowadays, right, yeah. um, um, because of the internet, um, um, it, it really break all the all these silos, right? It help break all these yeah. silos. I give you an example, right? I, I give you an example, right? So uh, let's say if you if you run a company and uh, in the past maybe you have a customer service department, right? Mm -hmm. uh, taking care of the customer satisfaction, right? So if a customer not happy, 
they will they will phone in or they will send an email to the customer support right tell them hey i'm not happy but nowadays right if you are not happy with a certain product or certain services you will go to facebook and then you will comment on hey this product sucks or this company sucks no good right, right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so in this case it's not just about a customer service department duty right but it's also about the marketing department marketing communication department they need to look at um, the, the social media and then they need to like take the comment and back to the organization and share that with the customer service department and it's a huge feedback loop happening yes, and workflow exactly, mm. exactly. So, so there would be a lot of like cross-functional collaboration right so so in summary right, these are the two trends happening number one uh, we are moving from a, like a leader-centric model to a more like team-based model mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. secondly is we are moving towards more like a cross-functional uh, teamwork. Right? So if you are the senior management, uh, be it you are the CEO or the HR leader, right? time for you to think about this, right? Um, are you also helping the organization right, to move to the future? Right? So that's something you need to consider. Excellent. And, and that's something you mentioned that I just want to elaborate on just for the benefit of the listener. Breaking, you said breaking the silos. Um, and a silo is, is like a very big uh container isn't it yeah um right and um so a silo we need to we need to make smaller silos and kind of connect them together the different departments right uh, that's what you meant right yeah exactly so yeah. Uh, to, to put it in another perspective you can imagine right in the past right um the marketing department right there's a four walls right four partition right yeah, <laughs> yeah. the marketing department and yeah. then Nick, you have the hr department right you have four walls you have a, a silo <laughs> But now what you need to do is you need to break the wall, right? break the wall between all these yeah. like, uh, function, right? So marketing need yeah. to talk to HR, HR need yes. to talk to finance, finance need to talk to logistics. So you need to break all this wall. So that's what we mean by breaking the silos. Exactly. And, and please, listeners, uh, don't start literally breaking the walls in your offices. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't want to be responsible, held responsible for any damages <laughs> caused after this podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, Good yeah. reminder. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, we, we, we touched on what um, uh, business leaders uh, can do, HR directors, learning and uh, learning development managers. Um, but let's, let's look at the steps, more concrete steps that they can take. Um, what would be step one, two, and three, in, in your opinion, uh, for HR directors and learning and development managers? Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, so, I yeah. Think, um, I think uh, a couple of things um, um, uh, they can do. Um, number one is uh, they need to they need they need to recognize that right. Um, mm -hmm. They themselves need to be creative. Okay? Mm. So, for example, if you are the senior leader, CEO, uh, COO, or if you are the HR leader, right? so uh, mm -hmm. point number one is you need to make sure that right you are aware of the importance of creativity. That means you yourself mm. right need to be yeah. creative, need to be open minded. Yeah need to be innovative so that the team under you right, will be able to be creative. Right? So point number one is you need to start from you. Right? If you are the senior leaders in a company, mm. you need to make sure that you yourself are creative, you yourself are open-minded. Right? So that's point, that's point number one. Uh, and point number two is um, what I call the hard approach. Right? Hard approach. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Right? That means right, you need to look at right, the the office environment, right, to see if you can make your workplace more 
suitable for the creativity development, right? So for example, mm. um, if right now, right, all the furnitures you are using in the workplace, they have very tall partition, okay, you can't see one another. So that's no good for collaboration, right? So that is, that's why you yeah, need to exactly. look at, right, uh, I call it the hard approach. I mean, look at the fixture, the equipment, the facility, right, to see if you can yeah. make the workplace uh, more, um, easy for people to interact to develop creativity and, and that and that i think is a great signal to to the staff in the company that say hey something's happening here um there's a change coming in we don't know maybe we do know what's happening or maybe we don't know but at least somebody in a senior position is acting is taking action and is showing their commitment to the ongoing uh, development, right, of, of the of creativity in the workplace. I think that's a really great thing that they can, you know, senior management can can make a win with their staff. Exactly. So, um, so to, to I mean, like, so point number one is like they need to recognize mm. that they have to yeah. be creative first, right, so that they can influence the rest of organization. Mm -hmm, point number mm -hmm. two is what I call the hot approach, right, uh, mm -hmm. looking at how the facilities, furnitures uh, can be rearranged so that. Mm -hmm. uh, you can provide a better physical environment right, for, mm -hmm. for people to network, mingle, and come up with new ideas. And the third approach is what I call the soft approach. Right? Soft, soft approach means right, in your day-to-day -day management and leadership, okay, mm -hmm. uh, you try to ask for more feedback, ask for more ideas. Um, right. Stop giving direct instruction. Uh, mm -hmm. Stop giving direct instruction. Is that ask them for ideas, ask them for input, right, so that... Um, you can encourage your your staff right to flow out the creativity juices. So, so that th these are the three things I think um, yeah. the senior leader need to do. Are you enjoying this podcast episode? If you are, I'd like to encourage you to leave your rating in Apple Podcasts and write a positive review. When you rate and review this podcast. You're helping it reach more people so they too can discover and benefit from the great content shared by my incredible guest speakers. By giving your rating and review, you're not only keeping the Upskill podcast one of the best free online educational resources in the field of learning and development, human resources, and talent development available today, but you're also doing me the biggest favor in the world by helping me to keep doing what I love doing. Thank you for all your support and let's get back to the episode. And we're talking about a lot of exciting uh, you know, things uh, to look forward to, but from the perspective of senior leadership, there might be some frustrations or they might see some friction or problems when it comes to actually doing all of this. So, uh, you know, you've worked with uh, senior leader, leaders uh, on these kinds of issues. Um, what, what, what kind, can you speak to that a bit? What, what else, what sure. are the problems? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure, um, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, one of the key things I discover uh, by mm -hmm. talking to different senior leaders, like CEO, head of direct, uh, head of HR, mm -hmm. uh, head of learning uh, in, in different countries, um, yeah. One of the common themes, right, they, they, uh, one of the common uh, so-called frustration or obstacle that they are, yeah. that they are having is um, they told me that, okay, although we want to move this organization to be creative and innovative, but a lot of time, the resistance, right, is a huge mm. resistance, right, from the pushback, 
pushback resistance. Push yeah. Resistance. Mm -hmm. um, why? Because uh, because of the two because of two reasons, right? Number one mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. because Asian they don't dare to take risks, right? They yeah, that goes back to the points we made earlier. Is like they they don't want to fail, right? Because they they equal yeah. failure means right no good, right? So that is that is that is something right holding the organization back, right? So this is mm. a number one resistant push pushback is. Uh, people don't want to take risks, mm -hmm. and number two is number two is uh, people tend to follow. Right? People tend to follow. Mm. People tend to follow what are the proven method that works in the past, maybe two years ago, five years ago. People yeah. want to follow what has been done before. Right? People want to follow uh -huh. a template. Right? So, so these are the two things. Uh, two yeah. so-called frustration, right? From an organization perspective, is like number one, uh, people don't dare to try new things. Number, Number two, people want to follow something proven. Yes, they do. They do. Um, so it's, it's about breaking down, again, it's mindset. It's, it's breaking down habits, very ingrained cultural habits, organizational business culture habits. It's, it's a tricky one, um, but this, this is really great stuff. Uh, so these are some of the common themes to push back um, that leaders, that people that you've been working with have been experiencing. Um, now let's move on a little bit to um, more obstacles, uh, talking more about the Asian business context. Um, um, any successes? I, maybe that's something we haven't touched on yet. Um, talking about what happens when you do actually have a win with, um, you know, a, an implementation of creativity in the workplace. Um, what, what do you what do you see what what's the the impact uh, how do you um uh how how have you measured that let's say um in, in oh, your okay. experience great great, yeah. great question um yeah, yeah yeah i think um different organization will interpret the term right creativity mm -hmm. uh differently and okay. uh, but i think one one simple way you can you you can see right in your organization is you mm -hmm. can check on your staff uh, to see are they comfortable with ideas right are they comfortable with mm. ideas that means right um uh, are, they, are they able to generate ideas mm -hmm. are they able to organize ideas are they able to select mm. ideas are they able to pick one or two ideas and go implement yes. them right so so that, um, so one way you can look at it is uh, you can look at a look at your team and see a are they comfortable with ideas Hmm. or are they all holding back right they don't want to share ideas so um, i i would say right um yeah. different people different organization interpret creativity differently but one way you can you can explore right is encourage your people right to share ideas to come up with ideas to work with ideas that's that's really interesting and, and so that's something to um to somehow uh for people in senior management to take stock of first of all before maybe they're considering doing some kind of implementation with creativity and maybe the first step for them on a personal level is to kind of take stock maybe just some mental notes or you know in, in, in a journal and then and then once the implementation has started and there's 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 some um, some wins then to really kind of see um, the impact uh, and to record that somehow. I think that's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. generating ideas, organize, how are your staff organizing it? How comfortable do they feel? Yeah, that's really great stuff, Dixon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great. Okay. Um, 
let's see here. Let's go back to infrastructure um, and now moving on to human capital. Uh, as, as everyone knows, you know, the quality, the, the level of talent and ability that your organization has at any given time, it's going to define the, the performance, the outcome of your, you know, uh, the capacity on an organization's ability to execute um, on their plans, on their campaigns, on product launches, new service launches, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so talking about human capital, Dixon, um, what advice do you have to senior people um, in HR uh, who want to create this environment, that, this creative environment? Sure. Um, yeah, um, human capital is um, yeah. very important uh, as mm -hmm. part of the infrastructure. Right? As I mentioned, infrastructure yeah. is the way you do things. And of course, if you develop um, the right human capital, right, you mm -hmm. will be able to do the right things uh, in the organization. Right? So if you want your um, organization right adopt this like uh, creativity if you want to build this like creative infrastructure that means you want to be creative uh, in the way you do things then of course you need to develop your human capital right so so it's like if you want to the organization to be creative right you need to yes. make sure that your human capital is is creative okay so how you can make sure that uh, your human capital is creative then you need to make sure that right you change the way the change you change the way you do things right you change mm. the way you do things you encourage people to try new way of doing things right in stop instead of like using the same old same old way now mm. uh, for um i i would say right if you want to build uh, creative human capital okay uh, hr is very important um you need to first demonstrate creativity in the hr team right before you can cascade down right you mm. can throw this down to sure. the rest of the organization so that, that that means, right, if you're an HR, right, you also need to think about, right, how you as an HR team right, need to do things differently. Right? So, so that is my suggestion to the HR team is you yourself, right, need to think about how hmm. you can do things differently as an HR professional in the organization. Totally, totally. And, and so could you maybe provide an example of this? So I'm, I'm you know, I'm thinking about human capital. How can I um, do things differently? What kind of things may I want to change sure. and why? And some examples, yeah. Ah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I can give you an example. Uh, let's say if you are yeah. the uh, HR manager and, uh, and let's, let's say you are in charge of recruitment, okay? So, mm. so, so you are HR manager, you are in charge of recruitment, you are, that means you are in charge of like talent acquisition, recruitment. And yeah. let's assume right, right now you are working in an automobile company. Okay, so let's imagine this for a while. You are the HR manager in charge of recruitment, working in an automobile company. A car company, now, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah, now, yeah. right, you need to recruit skilled car mechanics. Right? So, mm. so someone who can fix the car engine, repair the car engine. Right? So you, mm -hmm. you want to recruit a, a technical person, yes. a car mechanics with good skills. Mm. Right? Now, as you can imagine, right, nowadays, uh, worldwide, uh, mm -hmm. there's a lack of uh, skilled car mechanics right so like a good quality people in the technical field right is very difficult to get right so let's let me pose pose this question to you guys so if you are the hr manager in charge of recruitment you need to hire let's say 10 
skilled car mechanic very quickly mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for this automobile company. Right? What would mm -hmm. you do, right? You need to get 10 people on board, 10 skilled car mechanic on board very quickly. What would you do, right? In terms of recruitment, mm. what would you do? So most of you would probably, oh, let's maybe advertise on those uh, online mm. job, job board and maybe post it on link, uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> yes. Facebook. Right, for so sure you, you, you will use all this like digital channel and uh, maybe there's a, uh, maybe uh, in each country right there may be some big uh, job search portal right so you may be uh, thinking oh okay uh, okay i need to recruit uh, skill car mechanic okay so let's advertise on the on the website right yeah, hope for the best and kind of like fingers crossed yeah. hope for the best let's hope we get some applications in and then we yeah yeah, yeah. but you, you know like uh, typically <laughs> the result aren't that good okay but exactly. let me share with you an example happening in germany right in germany mm. um there's an automobile company um the hr manager they actually need to recruit skilled car mechanic but this hr team right is really creative so instead of going for the traditional route of like advertising on Facebook, LinkedIn, job, job search portal. Mm -hmm. um, the HR had actually asked the HR guys to go out and mm -hmm. get some secondhand car right, with a damaged engine. <laughs> so basically, you're kidding. You're, yeah. you're, you're kidding me. So the, the HR manager and directors, asked, they asked, went, asked the HR team to go out of the uh, office and go find some secondhand car with a damaged engine. Yeah, you may be thinking, ah, why, why, I'm a HR <laughs> manager, right? I, I should be sitting in the I office managing the, the human exactly. capital. Exactly, right? I don't why, do this why, kind why of thing. Yeah. Ask me to go to the street and get some secondhand cars mm -hmm. and get it, uh, like bring it back to the, to the, to the company. Then, uh, okay, then at first there's some hesitation, but after a while, okay, then the HR, uh, team members, they are convinced. Okay, so they go out and they get some, uh, they get some secondhand car with a damaged engine back to the office. And then the next step is, the next step is the HR director asks them to print out right the job advertisement for the skilled car mechanic. Okay, so because they need to recruit skilled car mechanics, so they print out a job advertisement. Okay, recruiting for car mechanics. Da 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 da. da. So mm -hmm. they they print it out. They print out the job ad. They ask the HR team member to, to fold it and roll it. And then after that, after that, you know what? They stuff this job at inside the second hand car with the damaged engine. So they stuff it in there. Mm. See this? Okay. So right now, all the second hand car with a problem engines inside the engine, there's a this job at right from this automobile company recruiting skilled car mechanics. And then next step is wow. The HR director asked the team, "Hey, now guys, send this damaged car with a damaged engine to all the different car repair workshops across Germany. Right? Send this damaged car to all the, <laughs> all the car repairs workshop right with uh, across Germany. Now, as you can imagine, right, the moment." the mechanic in those like car repair workshop they open up this damaged car the the damaged engine right the job at will drop and if i'm the car mechanic it drops i surely will read and this is a job advertisement for skilled car mechanic as you can see right 
this is wow. much, much better than advertising online because if you're advertising online, right, you can't yeah. guarantee 100% reach to your audience. But by using exactly. some creativity and combined with your HR practices, okay, you use this new way of recruitment, you stuff yeah. this into a damage car engine, it, the job ads drop to you, yeah, you sure will read it, and this is 100% return on investment on your uh, recruitment ROI. Right? So and that's, that's the point. That's return on investment, isn't it? Exactly. That's the ROI, right? Returns on investment. That means yeah. you, you spend $100 on Facebook advertising, Maybe you can only reach, I don't know, like maybe like, uh, um, like a 10 people or 20 people, right? Mm. But if you do that, right, it is 100% reach because yeah. when they open up the damaged car engine, the job ads will show up for them. Exactly. And it might require a, few, a whole marketing department to organize all the creative to create those ads and the, and, and, and the copy and running all the tests. It can, it can run exactly. up quite, quite, quite a lot of money. Um, but you know, a lot of people listening, they might say, oh, well, that's fantastic, but you know, oh, that just sounds so tiring and everything. But actually, when you think of it in terms of getting to your target audience, it's actually much more efficient because you just need, you know, you're getting to somebody who is actually a perfect fit for your company and, and whether or not they can, you know, uh, give up their job and, and join your company, that's a different story. Um, and depending on the, the problem with the engine, um, sure. you know, there's a lot of, there's some variables there, but that's a great case. And I, and I, and, uh, and I think the listener will, will appreciate the, 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 that there are different approaches to yeah, achieve yeah. the same thing. Exactly. Now, uh, for some of your audience, right, you may be thinking that, hey, Dixon, I'm not an HR manager or I'm not working in the automobile company, right? Okay, yeah. that, that, that's fine, right? But that, that's fine. not uh, my main point. My main point is right, you need to like, explore, uh, explore different <laughs> things, right? Um, don't follow yeah. what I've been doing in the past, right? You need to be open-minded. You need to uh, be open to new ideas. Yes, I know you are not recruiting skilled car mechanic. I know you're not working in an automobile company, but like um, the principle, the, the, the essence yeah. of this, um, this yeah. uh, study, right, will, will remain. Let's take this one step further. And uh, we're, we're getting to the end of this podcast. But like, I see a lot of um, companies in Vietnam recently posting, um, they're looking for candidates in IT, like backend Java, you know, people with Python experience and, you know, lots of like coders and IT people. It's really booming at the moment, you know. Now, I'm sure that a lot of those people are into gaming. So where do, where do gamers, you know, hang out? I think that is a great, uh, that's a great example. And that's a great question is like, uh, yeah. So instead of like, a, instead of like, a, t keep telling people that, oh, uh, we need to recruit, right? Uh, uh, like a programmer, we need, to, we need you to have like this kind of uh, software development skill, blah, 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 right? So instead of focusing on the technicality, right? Mm. Uh, maybe what you can do is you can like uh, look at like where do this group of people hang out, right? Whether online or offline, and then maybe you can scoop them from there, right? So, so, so the point here I want to share with you is uh, in terms of like uh, infrastructure, the way you do things, you definitely mm -hmm. can inject some creativity in the way you do things, right? So don't follow something that mm -hmm. has worked in the past, right? Try to Come totally. up with something new, right? Inject creativity in the infrastructure. That means yeah. inject creativity in the way you do things. Totally. And that, that's what we mean by 
yeah. um, infrastructure. Like totally, like, I mean, if, I mean, if I was a HR director, I would literally just say, okay, everybody like talk to like 10, 20 people and say, we are not doing any stuff on LinkedIn. We are, we are not doing any Facebook ads. I'm taking everybody to the nearest gaming center. Yeah, possible, yeah. You know, we're gonna have a whole day there. We're going to give out lots of brochures. We're going to network with a whole bunch of, you know, very, um, you know, uh, experienced, you know, IT people or gaming kind of individuals. We're gonna go to a conference and we're going to try and collect some uh, candidates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So, so hopefully that could make an impact. But are people going to take action? Mm, I'm not so sure. <laughs> That's our job to to help people to to make that move, like you said, to make that leap uh, in in creativity. Yeah, excellent, Dixon. So so um, uh, so this is so this is kind of moving to the end here, I suppose. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, in your in your recent examples, um, you talked about you know German companies. Um, uh, recruiting via this 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 different approach. So maybe you could just summarize for the listener the the traditional approach versus a more open ended approach, and maybe some maybe a last a final example of how uh, HR are embracing creativity at work. Oh, okay, great. Um, I hmm. think um, um, in in uh, in summary, I. Um, especially for the HR audience, right? So traditionally, your role is more about um, um, efficiency and mm -hmm. compliance, right? So that means right. you want to make sure that, right, you recruit someone fast, you want to uh, onboard someone fast. So traditionally, HR function is very much about like uh, efficiency, uh, compliance, uh, following the process, but right. moving towards the future, uh, towards the future of HR, yeah. it is not just about, right, the, the efficiency is not just mm -hmm. about the compliance, but it's about right thinking about a new possibility. It is about yeah. using your creative thinking right to create better employee experience uh, for for the employees, create better learning experience uh, for the learner, and create a better uh, work environment for everyone. Right. So so that that's a fundamental shift. Right. So if you are the HR leaders like listening to this podcast. And um, I would suggest you to um, to be more creative and open mind. And um, in fact, I, I I'm not too sure if I've uh, shared with you before. I actually mm -hmm. uh, have a list of different like a creative HR practices, HR policies, and things oh. like that. I have prepare a quick document. Uh, later on, uh, I can share that uh, with your with with your audience. And uh, maybe after the show, I will I will put the link I'll put the link to you. Right? So this is specifically for the HR leader. So if you want to know how you can build and embrace creative human capital, uh, make sure that you check out the link I provide you later and then uh, you can download uh, some resources I prepare for you. And that's a PDF that's a PDF document they can download for yeah. free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's free uh, for your audience. Yeah, I, I think they'll find that extremely valuable. And finally, um, how can uh, people listening to this contact, uh, this podcast? Sorry, how can they contact you, Dixon? The best way? Oh, sure. Um, I yeah. have um, a website called DixonTang.me. So it's a D I C K S O N T A N G dot M E. So that's yeah. my website. Uh, and I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, so feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. 
Now, of course, I also have a YouTube channel. So if you go yeah. to YouTube, you type in Dixon Tang, um, you will be able to see me. Absolutely. And this video will be posted in full length on, on my channel. And if you go into the description on my channel, I've also linked Dixon's uh, YouTube channel. So you, you, you have no reason not to find us on YouTube, right, Dixon? <laughs> yeah, fantastic. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, let's, um, let's connect and talk more and uh, keep learning. Okay, embrace yeah. creativity, embrace future work. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Dixon. See you in the next episode, episode three. You're most welcome, Dave. Cheers. Bye, bye for now. So that's it for another episode on the Upskill podcast. I really hope it brought you a lot of value and make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Anchor app and anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. Also, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn too by searching for Dave online and sending me your connection request. Bye for now and see you in the next episode.